Hello to all the beautiful black parents listening today. You know what? Sometimes you need a parent. A parent to tell you, yes, yes, you can take a break. Yes, good parenting is caring for yourself. Please take a nap. Yes, you can leave that half clean space alone and talk or laugh about something goofy with your kids. Enjoy the process of parenting your children without comparing your childhood to theirs because, well, this one belongs to them. Be together or separate while respecting the boundaries of each other. My name is Tyra Blanks. I am a mom with almost 30 years of experience parenting seven wonderful human beings. Welcome to Black Joy Parenting. Today's topic, money adventures. Summers are always a time to reset for my family, a time to rest, dream about the future, and for me, finding new ways to stretch meals because everyone is at home every day. One summer day, after paying out allowances, I took the kids to the store to pick up a few snacks. One of my children decided They would share their snacks, but for a price. This opened the door to making your money stretch. It's summer. Why not? So began another money adventure. All of the children were tasked with selling something to their siblings. Worked out great for me. I didn't have to purchase any more snacks for the rest of the summer. I only had to pay out allowances. Each child came up with something to sell. Freshly baked cookies, fruit roll-ups, penny candy, ice cream cones. I held a one-on-one meeting with each of them. We talked about pricing, and I let them know that I charge a $1 fee for taking them to the store to replenish their inventory. Listen, I was not going to be spending the summer running back and forth to the store. But to be realistic as possible, They needed to understand that there is a cost to doing business, a cost to making money. And the amount from each sale was not all theirs to keep or profit. As I look back, I should have included a fee for using my refrigerator and the stove. But here we are. Now, they were still responsible for saving, putting money aside from their allowance, and they also gave to the church each week. It was a great experience to watch. A few of them, they made signs, they advertised their products, they even put the prices next to it. Each of them had a different method for replenishment. Some of them were fine with the trips to the stores. Others, I saw struggles with being able to pay their dollar fee to pick up things. So, to continue with this money adventure, I created a bank called Bank of Mom. The money that was inside the bank was from the transportation fees I had already received, and I allowed some to take out a business loan to help cover expenses. Sadly, one of them had to close due to financial hardships and also just eating all of their product. Selling most of those items, it just wasn't enough to make a profit. The business closed with them finishing off their snacks and paying off any balances held with the bank of mom. 
Unfortunately, they had to use part of their allowance to pay off their loan. One made a very large profit from their first business. You heard me. They started with one and then started a second one in the same summer. A very profitable second business without extra trips to the store. They could afford to buy in bulk. This business eventually expanded into the neighborhood by the end of the summer. Others were able to stay afloat with a consistent profit throughout the summer. For them, it was enough to purchase a few items they wanted that didn't fit into the budget I gave for toys, accessories, and other things that they may have wanted. Now, after this experience, I noticed a difference in how each of them handled money once the school year began. You may be thinking, the one with the failed business continued to mismanage their money. Nope, the opposite happened. They are very good with their resources. They don't give it away, and they think about every penny and quarter that they spend. But this adventure, it made all of them think before spending a large portion of their allowances, and it created a different attitude towards money. First Adventures How old were you when you got your first job? I was 15, and my first job was at a daycare center. I took one bus and then walked an additional 20 to 30 minutes to get there. Just depends. Now, some of us were allowed to keep every dime of the money we made. Some of us had to help pay bills in the house voluntarily. But most of the time, it was an obligation. Some may have been taught about the value of money and how to use it to build a life. But many of us, we view money as a way of escape a way to never be as hungry or poor as we experienced, to make sure our children have, and a fear of being poor again. Unless you were taught about money, the habits of your parents, they're on repeat for you and your children. Now I understand that many of us have made it. We're making more money. We have more education working more and better jobs than our parents, providing more tangible items for our families. But if the money is not being used as an appropriate tool to build a life, the dollars and cents equal the same, when we adjust for inflation, of course. Some of our parents and the school system, they failed us and neglected teaching this crucial life skill. Sometimes our parents didn't know how to manage their money. In many cases, there were systemic issues to keep the poor where they were and not allow them to think beyond being poor. My mother was on welfare. She received food stamps and a check each month. She also worked. Still, it was never enough to keep the gas bill paid all year. Living on Section 8 didn't offer the most efficient homes to keep the utility bills low. If you had a similar childhood, raise your hand and count it as a money adventure, one in which you had no control over. But if your finances are similar, a new adventure is waiting for you. Action Verbs I've been out of school for a good while, but I do believe an action verb is the process of doing something. Like 
investing, saving, budgeting, action verbs. However, we may say things like, I need to save for this, or I need to save for that. I want to save, but things keep coming up. Black children must hear these words in action. My savings account is looking good. Wow, that investment, you know, is moving kind of slow, but I'll take those gains. Your college savings account is growing. The interest rate on my savings account has gone up. Oof, I saved $30 on my food budget this month. Look, I have budgeted $300 to buy school clothes for you this year. And that's it. A wise child once told their father, Daddy, you learn to use all these tools. If you teach us how to use them, it'll be like multiplying yourself and we can get so much more done. When your children hear action statements about money, they are more likely to copy regardless of the action. Credit moving in the right direction. Overdrafts took my money. Debit went through successfully. A non-sufficient funds notice. Dang, my balance is negative again. This is not the easiest thing to do, especially if you have a life created and your children expect to hear yes whenever they want something. Or they put pressure on you to purchase some things because others already have it. Yep, we do it too. But how many times have you emptied your account? for an overpriced experience or on a bill because you made purchases before paying your bills and before setting something aside for a trip or an emergency. You know, ooh, I'm going on that trip with you. What time are we leaving? What day are we going? Taking bill money to go on a trip. The whole must be split. One of the first lessons children must learn is that they have an obligation to themselves with every dollar they make. If you start early, it'll make sense for you later. For example, my child received $20 a week for an allowance, which meant a minimum of $2 goes into savings and another dollar to the church. If they borrow $2 from a sibling, they must pay them back ASAP. Why? to help keep their credit in good standing and their relationships intact. This also teaches them about loans. Once I had the experience of listening to my child that borrowed from their friends and then lost count on how much they owed. Why? Because they were getting drinks out the vending machine. After the conversation, we figured it out. I loaned them the money to pay everyone back and then I garnished their allowances at $5 a week until the loan was paid off. Yes, I said garnish. I took it. But they could also do extra jobs to pay it off sooner. I still took $5 from those extra jobs as well. When our children see us pick up an extra job or a part-time job or work long hours, they should be told why. I'm doing it to pay down debt, save for a bigger home. I'm doing it to buy a car. I know you're thinking, why do I have to tell them anything? Well, 
because you are given not only your rest time, you're given your relaxation time, your partner's time, your kid's time, your peace to make extra money. The short-term job must make sense for your own mental health first and then your family. You may feel good about extra money, but irritated and too tired to spend time with your family. The children, they may have to pick up extra chores to keep the house functioning, which means a temporary raise or some sort of fancy bonus structure. Unfortunately, when the check hits our bank accounts, some of those dollars have obligations especially after we pay for health care, taxes, a 401k if you're saving for retirement. It's a lower amount than what you actually earn. The rest is left to pay for your living, food for the body, utilities, other expenses. But the allowance is not unearned money to buy whatever is desired. Just like when you get paid, they have to learn to take care of their responsibilities first. And for you, if a bill looks a bit off, do some investigating. Make sure everything is good. We want to teach these same lessons to our children with their allowances. Budgeting. Recently, we stayed in an Airbnb. It was a new listing with plenty of photos of the game room and a few of the bedrooms. It slept 12 and was perfect for our group of 12. I know they had a budget for furniture and decorations. I I only assume that they did. However, they did not budget well. While taking the tour, I noticed the upstairs provided seating for 12 or more people to enjoy games. They had chairs and dressers in the bedrooms, a sofa over in a corner, and a small table with a few chairs and a little nook if you just wanted to sit and read or play a game. But when I went to the first floor, the sinking furniture in the oversized family room only seated about five people. The dining set was brought from probably someone else's home because it was uh, quite worn. But it only seated six people and there were no dressers and no chairs in the downstairs bedrooms. Now, I know the game area was a wild factor. But we weren't able to sit together for a meal due to a lack of seating. But also, there were a lack of plates, bowls, and silverware. Your budget will bring balance. By writing down what you earn and then subtracting all of your expenses, obligations, do your math. You may be surprised by all the places Your money just take wings and fly away without you even being aware of it. But you also may find that you can cut down on some things. But many of us have what I call an EBS, emergency budgeting system. The one where you don't look at your money until the card declines, you receive a low balance alert, or you're preparing to buy a very large purses when it's necessary to manage the swipes of the debit card. And sometimes a lack of communication with a joint account 
Joint accounts are tricky, but there are multiple ways to handle them while staying on a budget. Once these things happen, we begin talking about a budget, cutting things out, might even have a disagreement with ourselves or somebody else, but it's just temporary. Go on a different adventure with your money and take your children with you. How does money adventures tie into Black Joy Parenting? For one, change your relationship with money. All of us come from a different background, middle class, poor, dirt poor. Regardless of the past, we can begin to write a new story for our lives and enjoy it. One that includes using money as a tool to build the life we want. Beautiful black parents, you work hard for every dollar you receive. I read an article from the Society of Human Resource Management from my email cleanup. I think I told you all about it last week. The article was from 2020. And it talked about the wage gap. Now, looking at this wage gap, and I I had to pause for a moment in even reading it. Black women earn an average of 64 cents for every dollar a white non-Hispanic man makes. For black men, it's 87 cents, eight, seven for every dollar a white non-Hispanic man makes. If you are a single parent, Lord, your dollars are precious. If you're a single mother, your dollars are even more precious. It is important to think about how money was handled in your childhood. But after you think about it so that you can acknowledge some of the habits that you currently have, You must change your focus, change your focus to match the goals that you would like to have for your family. Create a healthy relationship with money so that your children can learn to use it wisely to enjoy life and not from a place of fear. You know, every dollar being made to stay out of the poor house. That fear. This method steals joy. When we think about our childhood and how we are about money, even with some of our spending habits, it has taken a lot of joy, a lot of happiness, because there's so much pain attached to it. This was our past. But our children, they are capable of seeing money like a hammer, a saw, or a sewing needle. A hammer to build a saw to cut unnecessary debt and experiences, expenses, and a needle to add adventure and fun to their lives. Don't let our children's desires overdraw our account. As we spoil our children and give them things, let's change the language we use to say no. Instead, use a statement like, not at this time, I only budgeted so much for toys or accessories this month. Let's break the habit of buying until the bank account goes low before we tell our children no to a particular purchase. One of my kids was excited about a new game coming out. I told him, save your money or 
you can get a job. There was temptation to buy it for them. Even their dad wanted to buy it. Features of the new game were being spoiled and released. But when they got their first check, they bought the game after putting money in their savings first. And guess what? I saved $70 by allowing them to save and purchase the item with their hard-earned money. We got to stop teaching our children to keep up with the Joneses. Raise them to be healthy money managers. Not necessarily rich, but managers of the resources that they earn. Beautiful black parents, it starts with you. Like many of our parents, we can't give something we don't have. We can't teach a standard we don't hold for ourselves. We are only playing our childhood money adventures on a loop for them to learn and to repeat. I believe we call this a generational curse. This is Tyra Blinks, and thank you for listening to Black Joy Parenting.